Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and we are starting a brand new series called Quit Your Day Job, where we are highlighting members of the Artist Academy who have recently transitioned from quitting their nine to five and are now into full-time creativity. They are living the dream. Today, we are highlighting Christine Reitzel, a Branson, Missouri-based artist who joined the Academy not long after I opened the doors over two years ago, so I've known Christine for a hot minute. Christine has this vibrant energy that you can feel through her art and is someone who you just need to see her work and her paintings to understand her uniqueness, so go click the link to see her Instagram. That way you can envision her beautiful self while she's talking. We talk a lot about getting involved in your local art community and how Christine has used that to grow her art business and inspire other artists along the way. She really has been a positive force for the arts here in small town America. She's not far from me. We're like a little over an hour away. And I think small towns need that. They need more than one person fighting for the arts. And there's just so much room to grow. So if you're listening and you're wanting to build a local brand, then try doing what Christine has and is doing within her community and creating street art and all the things you're about to hear about. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Christine Reitzel. If you could start off by you just introducing yourself again. I know you're on a previous podcast episode, and so some people might remember that, but if you want to just reintroduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I'm Christine Reitzel. I live in, like, right outside of Branson, Missouri, which is, like, maybe an hour and 20 minutes from Andrea, so our paths have crossed a few times. I am self-taught. I did some homeschool art classes in high school, which... I had an amazing teacher. I I think if I didn't have a great teacher, I wouldn't be doing art. I'm so grateful for her. But I didn't, I didn't paint. I I hardly made any art between the ages of 24, just because like life was really crazy. I like to remind people, because like I'm 31 now, people are like, oh my God, you've been doing this your whole life. And I'm like, not really. Like it's never too late to start. I had been on the waiting list for a local college for four years. I, I, I had applied to a couple other colleges, but either I got in or I couldn't afford it, or it was just, um, I put a lot of emphasis on, if I don't go to college, I'm going to be nothing. Like this is my, I have to have an identity and I don't know what my identity is. So I really wish I had someone at the time to really be like, yes, you can do art. Yes, you can go full time. That's why I'm really appreciative of the Artist Academy and stuff, because really pushing people to follow their dreams. I'm self-taught as in like, I follow a whole bunch of artists on YouTube and I did some Skillshare classes and some master's academy classes. Like basically everything that I wanted to learn about art, I was able to learn from the internet and avoid school altogether, which is great. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And you have a very unique style. So if anybody's listening and you're, I, I just, I highly recommend going to check out Christine's style because it's very fun and glowy and just lots of colors and I just love it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've gotten a few people like to ask me like how I've gotten my style and that's something that I struggled with for years. I, when I started getting back into painting and I tried watercolor and I tried charcoal and all that stuff, I was like, I don't even know what to paint. And so I started following a bunch of artists on Instagram and just started mimicking their styles. I'm like, well, I like this style. So I'm going to start mimicking it. 
So that's why I tell people, I'm like, just do a lot of studies, like just find someone that you like and try to mimic their artwork. And after you do it a hundred times, you'll eventually find your style. It's something that has to happen organically over time. You can't really force it. Yeah, so true. So when do you think you started taking your art seriously versus when you like went full time with it? And like, how was that transition? Let's see. I started taking it pretty seriously in 2016, 2017. That was when I had the opportunity to quit my day job. So my husband was able to get a, a much better paying job that made more than both of our income together at the time. So he was like, you should really figure out what you want to do with your life. I was like, great. <laughs> Cause I hate my job. <laughs> um, so I had focused on a few other kind of like creative things like photography and interior design, but I started just picking up a paintbrush just for fun to make some art for my own house. Cause I lived in this huge house. I didn't have any art. I'm certainly not going to go to Kirkland's or Target and buy art. I started messing around and I sold a few of my paintings to locals, which was really but, um, very awkward because I didn't know how to price my art, how to give an estimate for a commission and like all that stuff. Um, and didn't have, wasn't secure enough within myself to really reach out to other artists and ask for help. And at the time in our area, there really wasn't much of an art community to begin with, which has then changed a lot since then, which is awesome. And uh, like a, a few of my like art friends, we got together and painted and we decided to have our own show at a local coffee shop patio of like, there's no galleries. There's no really anywhere to display art. Like I had my art displayed in a couple of businesses, but I never sold them. And so it happened organically. And I was like, you know what? I really want to focus on learning realism. I, I didn't, I, at the time I was doing just acrylic paints, but I didn't know anything about slow drying mediums or how to blend quickly. And I was like, I feel really limited in like what I can do. So I thought, oh, I should do oils. And then that way I can do realism. Uh, so... <laughs> So I, I practiced doing that and did, I did a solo show at a, a gallery in Springfield in 2017. And after that, I was like, if I want to take this seriously, I feel like the only way to do it is to do the gallery world. So I had reached out to galleries in Kansas City and St. Louis and Columbia and just to be like, I don't know how this works, but I have some art and I want to try to sell it and do that. So I had done some, I don't know what you call them, like trade shows or something. There was one show in like in St. Louis that I went to and spent way too much money doing it and, and only sold one painting. So it was just, I tried, I really tried, but I was like, this is just not for me and I'm really frustrated. So when murals fell into my lap, it was just like the ultimate perfect thing. And I was like, why didn't I think of this sooner? Why didn't I know that the, <laughs> no one's doing this and besides? And then I think that was around the time where I found you. And I was like, oh, like, it's possible. It, it happened by accident. I like, I wish that at a young age, I was like, oh, I want to be a muralist when I grow up. But it just happened by accident. And it's super cool to see like this mural movement happening where we're normalizing it as like something that is a, a good trade to be in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that. And I remember when I first met you and like where we were and everything and you were mentioning you were like, you were like, yeah, like Brazen's really full of like older guys that are into art. So it's really nice seeing like a, a woman do. I was like, oh, and I just didn't even think about it 
like that and that's for a second because I'm like just I I know other women muralists too so that's my world but all the time I'll get people asking me what does it feel like to be a woman in a male-dominated industry and I'm like oh and it, it, all the time it reminds me I'm like oh yeah there are a bunch of dudes that do this too but I just think the women are yeah. so much more interesting per- personally anyway but oh yeah absolutely I think because we don't have big egos like men or we're more like authentic and sharing our process and our personalities in our art. Yeah, I agree. I think the only other muralist around here, at least I have done in Brampton, is Rain Clawfelter, which I actually met him, and he's a nice guy, but he's not on social media. I didn't even know he lived here. I thought he was, like, from northern Missouri. So it's a lot of the professionals that have been doing it for 20, 30 years are older men, and I think more amateurs are women, but we're going to change that. (laughs) Yeah, we're out there fighting the good fight. <laughs> yeah. Women in art. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so your husband really helped and just to be like, okay, let's do this thing. That's so amazing that you have a support yeah. system like that. That's just, it really makes all the difference having a support system. Even somebody, not even financially, that's just, okay, yeah, you can do it. I believe in you. It's just, it's like a weight is lifted off. Can we talk about mm-hmm. like how busy you were when you first started it versus how much you grew and maybe like the numbers wise of like how many commissions you're doing a week or how much and maybe how far you're booked out versus then versus now because I think a lot of artists they might be in some phase of that and they want to know like when is a good time that they could make enough to because it's so there's no we don't have a guarantee of a year from now we're going to be making the same amount so just maybe talk a little bit about that okay yeah sure so I started out at $12 an hour, but which ended up, I, I did the math later on. It ended up being $2 a square foot is what I made off my first mural, which took me six months. And I probably could have charged a lot more, but I was just so nervous that I wouldn't give them a, a good quality product. And I was like, this is, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I got maybe one or two murals right after that first one, 2018, 2019, and 2020, I did maybe four, four or five murals a year. And I slowly started working my way up. At the time I was just doing hour, hourly. So I slowly started working my way up to $50 an hour. Hey, right. <laughs> I was reading the comments. I wasn't doing a lot of outreach just because I was so nervous. Like a lot of my jobs started coming from like word of mouth or Facebook and they're all local, which was really good. Uh, but I was not like, oh, I'm going to be a full-time muralist now. I still wasn't thinking like I could make, you know, a decent living off of this. Like I'm not a very business oriented person. That was the biggest issue that I had with my photography business was I did not know anything about business and I got screwed a few times, which totally burned me out. I was like, there's no way that I'm going to do this anymore. I started saying no to clients. And I noticed there was this trend of people only hiring me because I was the cheapest one and not because I was good. And so I was like, oh, okay. I don't feel, again, it was like another insecurity issue. I don't think what I'm doing is good enough to be able to charge what everyone else is charging. And so therefore all my clients were not the clients that really loved me and loved my work. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to end up hating photography because I got burnout. I'm just going to take a break from that. And so when I started getting more clients with murals, I was like, shoot, I don't, 
I really don't know anything about the mural business. And so that's when I started reaching out to some people and Googling mural contracts and how to negotiate, how to, cause like I didn't have a backbone. I had no, it's so scary to stand in front of a client and have them nitpick your work or say no, or say that you're too expensive or whatever. It, it's really terrifying. And so I went, let's see. So it's been about three years since I went like full time. And so now I charge on average, it ends up being like between 75 to hundred dollars an hour. And I've done 11 murals so far this year. So it, it's taken some time and I wasn't even like going ham. Like I wasn't even going hardcore. So I, everyone else is going to like definitely surpass me at that rate. <laughs> but you're busy and you're doing this and the stuff you're doing is very intricate. There's a lot of details inside of that. It's really oh, cool. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I like doing. And if it's more simple stuff, I'll pass it on to someone else or encourage the client of like, Hey, I tend to like to do more detailed stuff. Like simple is really hard for me, but if you can't afford that, it's okay. I'm trying to do more. We're going to do like a, a window painting next week, maybe. And I'm like, okay, think simple, think cheap, get it done in like a day. Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say we are the opposite in that. I like, I wish that I liked the details, but I'm just like, nope. I just, a mural in a day. That's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. And I remember in the beginning too. So you, I remember your skate land one and I remember being introduced to you and oh, she's the artist doing skate land. I was like, Whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> and you took a while, but it was still like the best giant canvas of a learning experience. And it turned out really cool. And you're doing another skate place recently, right? Yeah. It's a roller skating shop on commercial street in Springfield. It's much smaller. It's only nine by 20, but I was like, oh yeah, I got this. No only nine by 20. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. And listen, I will say that what I charged for that mural for that nine by 20 was the same price that I charged for the 300 foot long mural. <laughs> it gets better. And I got that one done in a week versus six months. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's <But> <laughs> That's why I'm telling like, some kids are just starting out. I'm like, don't expect to make money off of your first few murals. You can't like it's a learning experience. Like you, there's no way you can start off at $50 an hour. If you don't have a good portfolio of work, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I love yeah. that because I've worked with a couple people in there. They don't even want to do it unless they're going to make that $30 an hour or $40 an hour that I've mentioned that yeah. we all start out at. And then I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Your first one, you just do it. Do it for free if you have to. Because I remember some of the first street art pieces that I did around town, just to get it going, I was like, I'll just do this for free. I don't care. Because it's just, you get paid back for that later. I feel like yes. it evens out more. But I love that you, just to reiterate you saying that, like, just do it. Just don't expect a ton of money right up front, but it will come eventually. And you're a great example of that. And in the beginning, I remember specifically, you were like, you really didn't want to do, if it wasn't in your style, you were like, nah. And I think that's amazing because a lot of us will just take, take, take whatever we can get and be like, okay, I'll do a pet, pet, pet portrait and then I'll do this and that. And you're not in love with it but people just do it for money. And you're like, no, I want to establish my style. I want to stick to it. And that's what you've done. And really your whole Instagram vibe is this one certain vibe. And Taryn just commented, she said, I love your murals. They're so rad. And I think <laughs> rad is a really good description of that. They're just, they're really rad. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I would like to get to the point in within the next five years to where I have people personally inviting me to do mural fest to let me because they like my style. That's some of the mural fests that I want to do are invite only. They're like more exclusive. They're more bougie. There have been some jobs that I have done that I didn't really want to do, but I'm like, I do need to fill this week with something. I just haven't really pushed that particular thing on my Instagram because I don't want people, because I don't want to do more logos or I don't want to do lettering or whatever. Like I can't do it. If I got to make money and hustle, I absolutely will do it. But it is like so difficult. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I'm always wanting to try um, new things as well. So if it's something that I've never done, I've never done a landscape mural. At some point I will probably end up doing one of those just because I know that it would be good for me. Um, you can't be too picky yet. Oh, true. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. We're so the opposite in that. I'm like lettering in a look. If somebody asked me to do their logo, I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's what I want to do. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Which is funny because you did the vintage vault logo and I was like, if they had asked me to do their logo, I would have just told them to do Andrea anyways. Huh. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. being in the same town, we can like collaborate on each other. Like that one that we're, we were supposed to work on with the, that, that one company, it's right in between me and you in, in between. Oh yeah. Walked out and yeah. Yeah. So hopefully maybe they'll, yeah, they mentioned, they're like, we want some glow stuff. And I'm like, cool. I know the perfect person who I would <laughs> get to Sweet. collaborate. So it's just good. It's cool living in the, in the same area. And yeah, but yeah, <laughs> let's see. Oh, what else can we talk about? Is there, did we already answer the question? How are customers, let's see, how are you finding customers and how are customers finding you? Sure. So I'm super lucky that most of my work has been word of mouth and Facebook. I, I despise using Facebook, but that's where a lot of business owners are at and they see my work on there. So I try really hard to post stuff on there as much as I can. And then surprisingly, LinkedIn, I did a, I recently had updated my LinkedIn and like a month later, a representative from Lowe's had contacted me through there. So LinkedIn is like weird, fuddy-duddy corporate kind of stuff, but the big corporations like Lowe's use it to find muralists. I didn't even put that much stuff on there, but I encourage everyone, if they already have a LinkedIn, just go update it with some of your new work and who knows yeah. who could reach out to you. Um, I also am very passionate about my local community. Like I technically live in Hollister, which is like right outside of Branson, but I am now on the board for parks and recreation for Hollister. I've reached out to a few uh, people who are in like the boards for planning and zoning and parks and rec in Branson and just reached out to them and be like, Hey, there's a lot of bathrooms in these parks that have blank walls that I would like to do murals on. And I've just been like bothering people and just letting them know who I am and that I really care about putting more murals in our local parks and stuff like that. And so people are starting to know who I am and that I'm like, yes, I would be willing to do a $6,000 mural for two or 3000 I know how much money the parks department spends on sports and they spend zero money on the arts. And I'm really not even asking for that much money. And so just like letting people know this is really what I want to do. And I really don't need that much money to get this stuff done and, and really encouraging them. If I had grown up in these parks and seen murals everywhere or sculptures or interactive art installations or whatever it is, if I had seen that as a kid, that would have really inspired me to do art at a much younger age. And there's nothing like that around here, which is why I'm really cool, thankful for Sculpture Walk in Springfield. That's like so cool 
And so they're like, oh, okay. I didn't even think about that. And I'm like, yeah, you spend a hundred grand a year maintaining this baseball field, but do nothing for the weird art kids. So I'm really trying to go that direction. And yeah, I'm not going to make much money off of it. But to me, I'm thinking like long-term, if I'm going to live here for the rest of my life and raise kids here or mentor other people, other artists here, like we got to, like, I personally would like to focus on more public art in like the government aspect, which is a huge pain in the butt. Like dealing with government sucks. (laughs) Writing grants sucks asking for sponsorships for local businesses. I hate it. I like, I hate every aspect of it, but I feel like in the long term, the reward is going to be um, amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love all of that. Yeah. I think just being in a town that's not overly saturated with art, like you have your own different problems of bringing it into this, but there's so much space, like you, the blank canvas. And I love that you're taking the initiative and filling it. Oh, that's so cool. Hey there, the show's not over yet, but if you're enjoying this episode so far and getting inspired and soaking up all the business tips, then I want to invite you to this brand new thing we just created, the Artist Academy Advanced Podcast. Yep, it's a podcast just like this one, but better. It's one where I don't hold anything back and give you all of the tips to growing an audience, gaining more customers, making money, murals, all of the things. So what I've done is I've turned almost all of the weekly Artist Academy advanced membership content from almost three years of exclusive weekly lessons and put them into easily digestible audio format via a podcast for our members. You can plug in while you paint and 90% of the content is juicy solo episodes where I break down exactly how I make money with murals and prints and literally everything. I'm an open book in this. It's there just waiting for you to dive in. So just go to artistacademy.co. That's artistacademy.co to apply and up-level your art business. It's time. Let's see. Yeah. And then you've been very focused on that recently, even like being like you started the smack. Talk about that. Sure. I technically didn't found it but I happened to meet the lady who did she was like a year or two into when she founded it and she's no longer I didn't say it with us she didn't die (laughs) she (laughs) moved away she moved away and handed the reins over to us so it's the Southern Missouri Arts Connection and we're a small board of volunteers our board pretty much all of us on the board are artists which is really cool. It's a rare thing. <clears throat> so we're a small nonprofit arts organization. We have a tiny little building on historic Downing Street where I think the big difference between us and other arts organizations is that we're very like artist focused. So we do have the gallery, we do have the classroom, we do workshops and stuff like that, but we have five private studios in the back for artists to rent, to have a space to create. And I was noticing that was like a a thing I kept coming across when I would meet artists, professional and amateur, where I don't have any space in my home to to create stuff. And I said, ah, I don't either. And that was like a big game changer last year when I was able to have my own private studio was to have my work separate from my home. And now my home can be clean. And I'm like, there's no stuff everywhere, (laughs) which is really nice. So I... I'm on the board. I also volunteer maybe like 10 to 15 hours of my week uh, just doing that. And it is a huge labor of love. 
to keep that going. And we've inspired a lot of people to come out of their houses and get involved in the art community. And it's just like super cool to see this thing happen over time with the work of people that are just like, this area sucks, but we can make it better with like doing some cool art. Yeah, I'm really hardcore dedicated to that kind of stuff. And I'm always encouraging people like, hey, if you have an idea, come to us and let us know what you're passionate about and we'll make it happen. So we do uh, figure drawing. We have cosplay figure drawing. So we have one that's nude and one that's clothed. And we have an, a film club that we do every once in a while. We watch like weird art films together. And every month we have a new, sh a different show. So either they're solo shows or they're community shows. Like for August, it was all kids show. So lots of kid art. And then October is going to be the post-it note show. So it's lots of variety. It's not the typical Ozark landscape kind of paintings that you're used to seeing around here. And we've upset some people, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you're not upsetting people, you're not, you know, being different enough or something. I don't know. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love all of that. So if somebody wanted to get into the arts and take a similar route as you, I'm hearing that you should get involved in your local art community because you meet people through there. And do you ever get like more work through connections or is it mostly just a support system or just all of the above? Yeah, all of the above the, on Downing Street in, in Hollister. So it's like a city about 5,000. It's not a very big city. That's how I got the job with doing the Downing Street wall. So it's a small concrete retaining wall that they tore out and <clears throat> replaced and they wanted it painted instead of doing stone. And some people at the city noticed what we were doing with Smack and they were like, hey, would you be interested in talking about doing murals on this wall? And I was like, hell Yeah. And I got six other artists involved. And so I said we could do a really consistent um, design across the wall, or we could divide it up and have each artist do their own thing. That was all Hollister history themed or whatever. And it, they weren't sure about that, but they ended up loving it because it just shows like the variety of people that live here through their art. And again, like it, it didn't pay that well, but I, it's really cool to see myself and then these other artists get work because like they have murals in like a, a really high traffic area. So I, I was, I only reached out and had artists joined. If I'm like, if you're going to do this, I really want you to be passionate about this. This isn't just like some fuddy duddy community job or whatever. Like, and yeah, so that, that was really a, a neat experience. So things like that keep happening and it's just, yeah, I'm now having to turn down work, which is really upsetting. <laughs> It's really upsetting, but I'm like, I only have so many hours in the day, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Dude, I, I like that this is a different approach than I've heard most people take. Most people are solo and doing their, in their studio type thing, but you're very involved in the community and doing things with other artists. And I think it's just a good look at you know, the benefits that can come from that. So thanks for that. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah. I'm not a very competitive person and I know that not everyone is going to like my art. And so everyone's, your brand's and famous and your art's going to be everywhere. And I'm like, yes, but I also want lots of other kind of art everywhere too. Yeah. And to give other artists opportunities to, to show their work and, and be celebrated for that. So yeah, yeah I'm all about it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Just like community over competition is the only mm -hmm. way to go, really. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So I have one last question on here. So I'm currently putting a book together uh, about getting started in the mural industry and helping artists go full time. And is there something that I've said or you've listened to in a podcast episode or some kind of bit of advice that needs to go in this book that can help beginner muralists know that it's possible and also go full time? Yes. Uh, a lot of things. I know on a podcast or you had said recently that your solo podcasts were like more popular, which was really interesting, but I'm like, but I guess her solo podcasts were the ones that I liked the most or they stood out the most to me. And that's for a couple of reasons. I think the biggest reason why I was so intimidated to do business, any kind of business for a long time was because of the competitiveness, the lack of authenticity. And so the fact that you've been very, authentic and real about the stuff that you struggle with, your insecurities, your failures, things that you wish that you knew, like those kinds of things make me feel really good. I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. And other people starting out are going to struggle with the same thing. So why not just let them know, like, it's okay. Like we were all there at one point. So you're going to make it through. And that's why I think a lot of people don't take risks and try because they're so afraid of failing and feeling like they're the only ones that struggle with this stuff. Like I still deal with insecurities when it comes to business, but I'm starting to be like, this is okay. It's going to get better. So just from, I learn the most through hearing other people's experiences, especially the bad stuff. <laughs> it's, it's not gossip. It's not drama. We're not trying to like slander bad clients or whatever, but this happens all the time in business and normalizing that I think is really healthy. And also talking about money. I appreciate that you're very open about money and how much you make, how much you want to make and your goals, I think are extremely realistic goals. Like they, they may seem big for someone just starting out, but I'm just like, hell yeah, Andrea can make 200,000. No problem. Like <laughs> I'm working on, I'm working on my next, I have not done a five figure mural yet, but that's my next goal is to do that. I love this celebrating that keep it up <laughs> okay awesome i'm so glad you said that because yeah. i've been writing down notes for the books and anytime i think of a story of something went wrong i'll think i'll like i'll write it down and i'll elaborate on it later but and then at one point i was like oh this is literally going to be a book of all the times i've messed up <laughs> like maybe i should throw in that i'm actually good at it sometimes <laughs> so i'm glad that helps you because that really because i was for a second i was like man should i include this much of what where I was, goes wrong it makes me look like a mess up, but just, I guess, just saying that 90% of the time things go right too, but okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Back to your question about when did you start taking it seriously or start yeah. going full time? And it was back in like spring of 2020. So the lockdown had just happened and there was like a couple of murals that got canceled and I was like, oh, that's a bummer, but whatever. And this mural just fell into my lap. And this client who wasn't even from here, she had a business here, but was in Miami or whatever. We talked on the phone a few times and there was a lot of red flags. I was like anxious, but I was like, but I really want to do this job. One, because it was a high traffic area and I didn't have any other jobs lined up at the time. So I was like, okay, I'll work with her. And just, she made me really uncomfortable. She was like talking me down. It was like acting like she was doing me a huge favor and so I was like, you know what? I got to really tighten up my contract because <clears throat> I can see her coming back afterwards and not paying me. 
So I wrote this one little sentence in my contract that said the client understands that the, an estimate is simply an estimate and that the mural may cost more or less depending on what, like just simple common sense things that like clients should know. But I'm like, this client, I don't know. And that actually happened. Like I predicted it. So I <clears throat> finished. She made me add all this stuff, make changes, was very nitpicky, like, but also indecisive, which was uh, uh, such a struggle because I had basically all my clients before that were just like really cool with me doing whatever, which is great, but that's not always the case. And I, so I sent her the invoice and it ended up being like $200 more than the estimate, which is really not that unreasonable, but it's because she wanted me to add all this stuff. And then immediately calls me and is like, how dare you overcharge me, accusing me of screwing her over. And I screenshotted that part of the contract. And I said, please feel free to review the contract that you signed. And she was like, oh, but I didn't even, I didn't even read it. So fine, I guess it's on me. And I was like, how are you this big like entrepreneur business owner and you didn't even read this contract? So she obviously didn't respect me as a business owner to even bother reading my contract. So anyway, she ended up paying me, but then she did the exact same thing to the next muralist who painted the wall next to mine. And I reached out to him and I said, hey, here's a contract please use it in your, in your future. She screwed me over too. And I said, yeah, I really don't want her to keep doing that to other artists in town. So I wasn't going around like slandering her or anything, but when artists, when muralists came to me and said, hey, this woman called me about a wall. I said, this is just my experience. You can work with her if you want, but I guarantee she's only reaching out to you because she thinks I'm too expensive. And I gave that woman a huge deal on that mural. Like I put way much, way more time into it than what it, when, what I got paid. And I had taken some footage and was, I made a YouTube video with a commentary, basically what I was telling you of like, this was a really hard mural and I learned and it was so hard and I cried a lot. I was crying to my husband. I don't know though. And this woman was just a bully. And I decided to not put it on my YouTube channel just because it's such a small town. And I'm like, mm, maybe I'll give it a few years and then post it just because I don't want to start local drama. But I tell people that story all the time about tighten up your contract, um, hire an attorney, pay a few hundred dollars to have an attorney, look over your contract, make sure you're doing things legit because yeah, you don't want to get screwed. And that's exactly what I did for Lowe's when they hired me, they sent me this contract and I hired Corey. Yeah. Who, who you had on the podcast. I reached out to him and he helped me with that. And I had such peace of mind, like going into that project because I got a professional to help me with it. Cause I'm like, man, Lowe's, they're a huge corporation. I, I'm sure they don't care about artists. Like <laughs> we could easily get screwed for this. So I, I was really happy that I did that and nothing bad has happened yet. So yeah. Yeah. After that incident happened with that woman, I was like, man, if I'm going to keep doing this, I'm not going to let this happen again. And I'm going to be so professional. They won't even know. They won't even want to deal with me. I'm going to be so damn professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, it is like, the, like if anybody's listening, you'll get a bad apple. You'll eventually get a bad apple and it's just, and then you'll tighten it up. But so I usually, honestly, I get about a one bad apple every like year and a half, maybe. And it's just, and I, because I just, I tightened up and then I just get a little careless. And in the Midwest, we go on like a handshake typically. Okay. Yeah. We said that. And yeah, it's just, I'm actually dealing with a bad apple right now. <laughs> so, oh boy. But whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Live and learn. That's awesome. Okay. Do you have anything else that you want to tell the people who are really, I'm just wrapping it up and yeah. Oh, sure. I think another regret that I have was feeling intimidated by other artists, thinking that someone that's better than me is going to think that I suck or that, oh, they're not even worth my time. They're not a very good artist or whatever. And let's just say like I, anytime an artist DMs me for asking questions or help, like I always respond and give them something to work with. Um, now, if they're like, how do you become an artist? Now, come on. I'm sure that you've done some research already, but I wish I had gotten over that a lot sooner to ask for help or, or whatever. And so I was like letting people know. I'll see some eighth grader and they draw and I'm like, keep it up, keep drawing. If you need any help or advice, please DM me. Would you know, love to see where you go from here or whatever. So I try to be really positive and let people know. I know it seems scary, but like, it's okay. We like, we want to help you because like we've been there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's my biggest, that's my advice for artists is if you're struggling, ask for help or yeah. reach out. So, so yeah. true. Yeah. And really artists who are ahead of you don't even, we know what it's like to be in the beginning. So you're just like, keep going like that. Just you'll get there. And yeah. Most people are just too worried about their own art anyway. They're really look at anybody oh, yeah. else and think anything else <laughs> <So>. <laughs> true okay awesome it's been great to catch up with you we should hopefully see each other at some point run into each other purposely at some point yeah. next year <laughs> again yeah. sounds good okay awesome thanks for coming on and i will talk to you later thank you okay thank you andrea bye, bye. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Artist Academy podcast, and I hope it has inspired you to take action towards going full-time in your own art business. And if you need a little extra help, then check out the mural training over at artistacademy.co. That's artistacademy.co, and you'll get all the help you need to start building the mural career of your dreams. If you've liked this episode or any past episodes, can you pretty please go leave a review? It really helps. And if you screenshot that review and send it to me via Instagram DM or email or however, I will say thank you. And I will shout you out on my Instagram of over 70k viewers. Help me help you. Thanks so much. I will see you next week.